The Bible. It's the Word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. This sacred book is living and active and contains all that's needed for life and godliness. Stay with American Family Radio for the next hour as we study God's Word and take your Bible questions. Welcome to Exploring the Word. Uh, talking about the end times and different tribulations that the church will go through. And Jesus even warned that uh, there is coming a day eventually when those who kill you will think that they do God service, John 16, 2. Welcome to Exploring the Word. Alex McFarland here with Bert Harper, and you are listening to the American Family Radio Network. And we've got a very special day because we're going to talk about the persecution of Christians around the world, and we've got a, a special guest, a longtime friend and colleague of this ministry, and we'll introduce him, Todd Nettleton, in just a minute, and we'll talk about Voice of the Martyrs. But, Bert, um, as we said yesterday, you and I are at this convention once a year. Christian broadcasters and ministries meet for kind of a, sure, it's a week of uh, conducting business and planning outreach, but it's really a week of fellowship and prayer and encouragement, too, isn't it? It is. I just got through going to the meeting uh, you know, at the convention center and make my rounds. And I just saw three great people that I love and enjoy, talk with them. It's like a reunion a Amen. little bit. But you was talking about, you know, do it persecuting Christians, thinking they were doing God's will. Things hadn't changed. Oh, I know. Do you remember the Apostle Paul? Yeah. Let me see. Was it Stephen? Oh, okay. yes. And, and the Paul, martyrdom of Stephen. And Paul thought what? He I, was serving. Doing, he's serving the Lord. You know, Ecclesiastes really is nothing new under the sun. Now, things change how to do it. It changes how many are doing it. Yes, that's doing it. But the different things, it's been with us and it will be with us. The fall of man really put man on a, a spiral of destruction except for the intervention of God. And he intervened in Christ Jesus. Praise God. So creation can be redeemed, and Amen. it will be one day, praise the Lord. Well, and the church in every era, the, the body of believers in every generation is called to proclaim the truth of Jesus, make disciples to the ends of the earth, and Voice of the Martyrs is doing that. I, I'm going to introduce an author and a friend. Uh, I'm going to go ahead right up front and give the website. It's persecution.com just the word persecution. Todd Nettleton has been with us many times. He's with Voice of the Martyrs, which is a great ministry, going to reach and evangelize and share with those who are definitely where it's uh, being a Christian is often a matter of life and death. Todd is the author of a new book called When Faith is Forbidden, 40 Days on the Front Lines with Persecuted Christians. Uh, Todd Nettleton, uh, good to see you, brother. Welcome back to the American Family Radio Network. Thank you. This is uh, one of the things I look forward to at NRB is hanging out with you guys. So uh, thanks for having me. It has become a custom. A, a, a tradition. You know, a, a tradition. Some old tradition. No, it's according to what tradition it is. And this is a good one. Hey, I'm holding in my hand the book, When Faith is Forbidden, 40 Days on the Front Lines with Persecuted Christians. In, in, other, words, story. in other words, it's a book about the USA. <laughs> well, I, here's what I said before you got here. Volume 2 is waiting, and I'm afraid America might be in it. But mm -hmm. right now, we have brothers and sisters in the Sudan, in Iran, in India, uh, in you know North Korea that are honestly suffering beyond measure. And I hear them. They're praying for us that we'll be strong. 
uh, they're not praying necessarily for their relief. They're praying for t strength. Am I right? They are praying for us. And, uh, you know, over the last 23 years, I've had the chance to go and sit down with so many of those Christians and, and hear their stories and ask them questions. And oftentimes I come back, I do a radio interview like this, or I, you know, share in my Sunday school class, here's about the, the people I just met on this trip. And somebody will say, I really want to go on a trip with you. You know, could you take me on one of these trips and meet these people? And so my, you know, my mind is kind of percolating on that over the years. And I thought, no, I, I can't take you on a, on a trip. Sometimes it's, you know, it's too hard to get there. Sometimes if there were more foreigners, it would draw more attention and that's a bad thing. And, but what I can do is I can write this book. I can share these stories. And so the way the book is written is a 40 day journey that you're going to come with me and every day for 40 days we're going to sit down with a persecuted christian and we're going to hear their story and not my story their story of faithfulness in the midst of suffering and my promise to the reader and and we're starting to get feedback from readers now but my promise to the reader is on day 41 your faith is going to look different than it did on day one because you can't spend 40 days with that caliber of christian and just walk away and think, well, hey, that was nice. Your faith is going to be different mm -hmm. as you see their faith. Sure. Let me see. Before you get your question, watch Monique call what he's talking about normal. Yeah, the normal <laughs> Christian life. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we think it's abnormal. No, that's the normal Christian life that you see in the book of Acts and well, all through life. Jesus said, the world hates me, and if you follow me, the world will hate you. Yeah. We we haven't experienced that in America. And so when it happens to us, we're like, wow, what's going on? How could this be? And it's like, well, this is exactly what Christ said was going to happen. And yeah. like you say, for, for many of our brothers and sisters around the world, that's normal. They, they know on the day they start following Christ, my family's going to turn against me. I'm going to get, I'm going to lose my job because of this. I'm going to lose my friends because of this. I might get beaten because of this. I might get put in jail because of this. So when it happens to them, they're not surprised at all. They're just like, oh, yeah, this is what I thought was going to happen. Uh, whereas we're kind of like, wow, how could this, you know, Lord, how could you let this happen? No, no, no. This is what Jesus said would happen. And, and what we've had here in America is so rare. I mean, really. Now, I know because America for roughly two centuries was very Christian. And because of the Christianity in America, we were very stable and prosperous. But that's really not the norm that's been the exception you know um todd i'm on the site uh voice of the martyrs right now and there's an article you have from just a few days ago in nigeria a baptist church was attacked and one person was killed and many many others wounded and it says pray of the christians there in nigeria pray that their faith remains firm and that they can be a bold witness for christ to their persecutors how do you how do you love and pray for those that are shooting at you? How do you how do you care for those that are burning down your homes? It is one of the amazing supernatural things that God does to empower someone to do that. Uh, I, I tell the story in the book. So there were three Christians who were killed in the city of Malatya, Turkey. Two of them were married. The other, third man was engaged. But the very next day, the two widows, their, their husbands had been killed 24 hours previously. They were on national television in Turkey, and they forgave the men who had killed their husbands. In fact, one of them echoed the words of Christ on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. 
a journalist in Turkey, not a Christian, a Muslim journalist in Turkey, pointed to those two ladies for giving on national TV and said, those ladies did more for Christianity in Turkey than a thousand missionaries could have done in a thousand years. Wow. Because they forgave. And, and I talked to both of them. And I asked one, I asked the same question you did. How, how, how do you respond that way? How, how do you love? How do you forgive? And she said, oh, no, no that wasn't me. <laughs> that, that, that was God. You mean Christ in me, the hope of the, glory is real? It's not said, just a verse you memorized? The Holy Spirit, <laughs> I did not even have a moment of anger. The Holy Spirit just took that from me and filled me with love and forgiveness. So when you say the question, and I ask the same question, you know, how do you do that? How do you respond that way? The way you do that is because, like you say, Christ living in us. That's how Christ responded on the cross. That's how we're supposed to respond as followers, as little Christs. You know, um, around the world, there are a lot of believers in Jesus that don't have any of the the blessings of life that we think are necessities. You know, we we here in America, and I love America. I'm not I'm not being critical. We've been blessed, but I know with blessing comes responsibility. But you know, we've got uh, in in America. Uh, our choice of the color of carpet, we've got air conditioning. I mean, you know, a uh, struggling is a day when the air conditioner is two degrees off at the church. And yet, you know, I'm reading on your website you know, in places like Iran where people are going hungry, and yet the church witnesses uh, a door is open by feeding people on the street and things like that. Um, Todd, how is it? that uh, so many places around the world, people that are living in abject poverty, they're so full of joy, they're under persecution, and they're forgiving their oppressors. They don't have a fraction of what we think are the necessities of a comfortable life, and yet they're, let's just be honest, more spiritually mature than most American Christians. How does that work? Let me share the story of Sister Tong. Sister Tong was a, a sister of ours who lives in China, uh, I went to China and met with her just a few weeks after she'd been released from prison. And she had been six months in a Chinese jail for hosting a house church, an unregistered church, in her home. So the police raided the service. They wrote down the ID for everyone. But since it was her house, she was the host, she went to jail for six months. And so we're sitting down with Sister Tong. And I know I'm going to come back to America. I'm going to do radio interviews. I'm going to write for the Voice of the Martyrs magazine. I'm going to need to tell Sister Tong's story. So if you're going to tell a story, you need the setting. Okay, so let's, let's get the setting. So I say, Sister Tong, tell me about the prison. And the translator translates my question. And she gets what I can only call a heavenly smile on her face. And she says something in Chinese. And the translator says, oh, yes, that was a wonderful time. And, and I looked at the translator and I said, I'm pretty sure we had a disconnect here because, you know, are, are you sure you understood? Because I was asking, you know, tell me about the prison. And he's like, yes, 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 I understood your question. And yes, she understood your question. And that's what she said. And I, okay, you got to explain that. And she went on to say, Jesus was so close to me in that prison cell. Every single day during that six months, he was so real and so personal and so close to me. And she said, you know what else? There were some ladies in my cell, and when I got there, they didn't know Jesus. I got to be the one to introduce them to Jesus Christ. And so she said, Jesus was with me, 
and Jesus gave me a ministry to do. So why wouldn't that be a wonderful time? If, if that's, you know, Jesus is there and I have a ministry for him, that's a wonderful time. And I, the question I ask in the book is, okay, if a Chinese prison can be a wonderful time because Jesus is there and he gives us ministry to do, what is there in my life that if I would sort of borrow Sister Tong's glasses and look at it through her eyes, that would be a wonderful time? Is it, is it possible sickness could be a wonderful time? Is mm. it possible economic hardship could be a wonderful time? Unemployment could be a wonderful time if Jesus is there with me and if he gives me a ministry to do in that situation. Todd, mm. I remember, I don't know what program, but it was on AFR. You shared that with another program, and I was listening. I wasn't behind the microphone, and I said, Lord, help me. I mean, you know, because I know I'd be a complainer. I would not do that. <laughs> hey, how the, the book that we're talking about where you can hear these stories is When Faith is Forbidden, 40 Days on the Front Lines with Persecuted Christians. How can people get the book? Persecution.com. During this month of June, anybody who makes a donation to VOM will send you a copy of the book. Um, so right now, you can make a donation of any amount. We'll send you a copy of the book as a thank you. If you give more than $30, you can have two copies. So you can have one for yourself, one for your pastor, one for another Christian friend. Um, so this month is a great time uh, because any donation, you'll receive a copy. Well, on the back, it says 100% of the author's royalties from the sale of this book will go toward helping and providing help for persecuted Christians. Brother? God bless you. Yeah. Well, Thank God. Hey, you're going to stay with us for a few more. I will. These aren't my stories. These are God's stories. So it wouldn't be fair if I profited off of God's I stories. I know, but so. God gave you a heart for them, and we thank God for you being with us. And we want God to have the glory. So we're going to come Amen. back just for a moment or two and talk to you more right after the break. This is Pause to Pray. A chance to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today we pray for Jewel Brona, Deputy Secretary of the Department of Agriculture. She serves the Secretary of Agriculture and is the second highest ranking official in the department. Psalm 104.14 reminds us of God's blessings of crops. He makes grass grow for the cattle and plants for people to cultivate, bringing forth food from the earth. Right now with this in mind, let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to guide Jewel Brona in her work at the Department of Agriculture. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team, a nonprofit, nonpartisan ministry dedicated to encouraging prayer for our nation's leaders. To learn more, go to pausetopray.org. Dr. Tony Evans says, even though we share a common destiny, God doesn't turn out cookie-cutter Christians. What balances those two extremes? We'll find out today as we spend two minutes with Tony. In football, you've heard me say there is a rule book. The rule book gives the rules. And the rule book is the same for every team. Every team has the same rule book, except the Patriots when it comes to the balls and air in the balls, okay? But that's another story. Every team has the same rule book, but not every team has the same playbook. And they will adjust plays, change plays, change plays in the middle of the game based on how the game is going. Playbooks are adjustable, rule books are not. The Bible 
is God's rule book. It's the same for everybody in this room. It's non-adjustable, and it doesn't adjust based on your background, history, personality. No, it's the rule book. But God has different playbooks for everybody in the room. And what he has for you is different than what he has for me, but what he has for both of us will never be outside the rule book. So God gives us the rule book of the Bible, but he gives us the playbook of the Holy Spirit. And the job of the Holy Spirit is to lead you within the rule book with God's special guidance for you because he has a different play he's calling for you. That's why you can't try to be me because then you're running on my playbook, which means you're scoring touchdowns for me. And you need touchdowns for you. Therefore, there has to be a relationship with God and intimacy with the living word based on the written word so he can call plays and so you can hear them in the speaker of your soul. You can read hundreds of Dr. Evans' best stories in Tony Evans' book of illustrations. Check into getting a copy today at TonyEvans.org. Then join us next time for Two Minutes with Tony. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. Welcome back to Exploring the Word. Garden Alex with you. And it's a joy to be here. By the way, we're in Texas. We're broadcasting on the road. Uh, I guess it's like me joining Alex on the road because he's always on the road. And yeah. uh, But it's a joy to be here at the NRB. It's called the National Religious Broadcasters. And as you said earlier, we made a lot of good friends here. We've made a lot of good friends. One of those good friends we made is our guest. He won't be here long with us before he, he has to leave. But it's Todd Nettleton, Voice of the Martyrs, written a book, When Faith is Forbidden. And it's persecution or persecuted.com? Persecution.com. Persecution.com. You can find more about Voice of the Martyrs. But a contribution that you make, you can get this book, and it is worth your time. And so, Todd, I want you to do one thing, and then Alex got one thing. Uh, the issue is. How do we pray for the ministry of Voice of the Martyrs in Capsule Four? And I know we've prayed for the church, but there's got to be organization part of that. And how can we pray? And and I say that because being a part of AFR, uh, the organization needs prayer for as yeah. well as all the ministries yeah. that we do. You know, one thing I would especially appreciate people to pray for is our international staff. Um, they are the ones traveling in and out of hostile and restricted nations. Uh, they are the ones literally day after day hearing these firsthand accounts of, of suffering and hardship and persecution, but also God's faithfulness and God's work in these countries. But they, they bear a heavy load. And, you know, in the last year, because of COVID, travels become even more of an adventure. Um, so just pray for our international staff as they travel and as they do the work. Um, Todd, I'm just curious, how many stations is the broadcast on? And you're, you're the voice and the host of the Voice of the Martyrs radio show. I am. We are not quite 1,100 stations now, so it has, it has grown, and last year we had over a million downloads of our podcast, which is fabulous. Um, so people are hearing these stories, and I think, you know, for such a time as this in America, well, how do you prepare to face persecution? Well, you dive into the scripture, 
and, and you you look at the people who've already been there and and succeeded and those that's gone before us. Yes. So yeah. for such a time as this, not only the book, Voice of the Martyrs Radio, our free magazine, American Christians are ready for this message right now. I've got to ask you this. Bert and I had the privilege of teaching through the book of Revelation. Is your name any way uh, related to Revelation 6, verse 10, about the martyrs that said, How long, O Lord, before you avenge our blood? The uh, voice of the martyrs heard in heaven. I I don't think so. I, I think our found. I, I it certainly does kind of have relevance and have a ring. But I, I, the mission started out actually, and there's a lot of history here. But Jesus to the communist world. Our, mm-hmm. our founder was 14 years in prison in Romania under communists. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as the mission has grown, and as we see persecution not just in communist countries, but in Islamic nations, in radical Hindu nations. Uh, the the name needed to change to kind of reflect who we are now, and and it became the voice of the martyrs. Well, mm-hmm. Brother, we want to thank you. Uh, we want to pray for you before you yeah. go. Would you? I mind? I would be thrilled. Father, thank you for Todd. Thank you for the ministry of Voice of the Martyrs, and we praying for those international staff that travels in and out. Give them safety, health wise, but also Father, uh, all the things that are involved in traveling to difficult places. Again, we thank you for the book that you, you prepared Todd to write about the stories of people who have really gone before us and, and have, have fought the good fight and stood in difficult times, and you've blessed them, and they think it a blessing that they were able to suffer for you the way Paul was, Father. So I thank you again, and we pray for the voice of the martyrs. You would strengthen them, help them to continue to minister, to let us hear about our brothers and sisters in Christ who are suffering. And, Father, we thank you for their prayers as they pray for us that we would stand boldly and strong concerning the message of Jesus Christ and his love and his mercy toward us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Todd, thank you. You are welcome. Thank you guys very much. Thank you so much for the vital work you do. And, you know, Bert, I was thinking about the United States of America. Um, I don't know that we should necessarily pray, oh, dear God, shield us from persecution. Because, honestly, that has been the lot of the church for 2,000 years. But I would pray, dear God, send a Holy Spirit revival that we would love you supremely, that people everywhere would be saved and the church would stand strong. See, we, you know, we're not called to seek an easy life, are we? No, we're not. But we're called to seek a, a godly, obedient life. You know, um, some of the people that listen to us and correspond to us are those that are incarcerated. Mm-hmm. And they said they were fret for, set free while being held captive. You, you know, we before, forgive me for interrupting, but I, I'm going to say it was about the turn, uh, late December, early January. We got a letter from a listener, an email uh, of a guy incarcerated, and he said, I am more free than I've ever been. Right. In the four walls of a cell, yet absolutely free because he found Jesus. And, and it hits me about America. Now, you have to think it through regardless of what happens concerning government and what happens in the future, the freedom that's in Christ is still real. It's still available. It is not gone because of certain things happening. Now, we're praying that the freedom remain. Now, listen, I, I, I want it for my children and my grandchildren. I admit that. But the greatest reason is 
the gospel. You remember we've studied the book of Acts. Matter of fact, we finished it. It was an unhindered gospel. Amen. And Paul was in prison, but the gospel was unhindered. Mm-hmm. And so this is what we're praying for. That That's why AFR, one of the reasons AFR exists is in our mission statement. Yes, we want to motivate, activate. Uh, we we want to educate people on the issues of the day that are moral. Now, what happens? I said, you're political. Well, it's because the political area has entered into the moral area, mm-hmm. and the reason the pulpits in America need to cry aloud is because the politics has come into our area on life, marriage, and, and, and just the identity. And, and so we as pastors dare not step down, but we need to step up in love. Sure. And because sometimes it's not as clear as we would like for it to be. And so, Alex, yes, we're praying for this awakening, yes, revival, that God would have his spirit poured out on us because we've seen his spirit poured out on individuals and we've seen God change individuals. So if he changes individuals, he can change a nation, can he? Well, he can. And, you know, I'm so glad for one of the great verses, maybe one of the first memory verses I ever learned was Second Corinthians 5.17 said, If anyone be in Christ, they're a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things are made new. And we've got a dear friend of this ministry who's going to join us who is, is a, a living proof of 2 Corinthians 5.17 and so many verses as well. So introduce our guest, okay. would you? First of all, I want to say what a joy it is. She was on one of the most uh, you know, popular broadcasts. Hard to say popular with exploring the word. but right. Most requested. Requested, there's the word, and requested to come back, and that's Laura Perry. Laura and her mom was on, a, it was close to a year ago, Mm-hmm. And just people just responded. And, Laura, it is great to have you. I'm glad you dropped by the booth down in the convention center, and I was there to welcome you, girl. Welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I just I love American Family Radio. Well, amen. And uh, I think when you were on, I was remote. I don't think I was in the studio. Yeah, this is Alex, by the way, Yeah, Laura. it's a pleasure <laughs> to meet you in It's person. nice to meet you, yeah. Yes. And um, I, I've got to ask, have you been to the NRB convention before? I have not. No, this is my first time. It's uh, busy as a beehive down there, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I enjoy it, though. I love meeting people, and I love being around the body of Christ and seeing the different ministries and the different ways that God is using us. Yeah, amen. Well, um, you were part of the film that uh, has made a lot of press. A lot of people have seen it in his image. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about how you got involved in that project? Yeah, I don't even remember how they had heard my story. I think, if I remember right, Stephen Black had heard of me yet, but we weren't working together yet at the time. Uh, But I was just sharing my story. I really didn't know much about the film yet, but I was just happy to share my testimony. And actually, when I saw it, it just blew me away. It's so beautifully done. It is. And they shared it with such love and compassion and yet bold truth. Well, you know, when you have the stories of people whose lives have been changed by Jesus Christ— and, and they're living it, the joy comes out. So here's this, this film, documentary, concerning some issues of the day that the church, you know, there's so much uh, anger uh, for and against, and you have this story of love, of God's love poured out on, in, in his image, it's four individuals, and follow where God had uh, brought them from, where they were, and where God has them now, it is a story of redemption, isn't it? 
Absolutely. And that, I think that's what I love most of all is, you know, this is really God's story of how he redeemed me. It's such a miracle. I get, you know, I, sometimes I'll cry at my own story because it's really, <laughs> it's the story of this amazing God that rescued me when, you know, I didn't want anything to do with God. I had rejected him and pushed him away for so long. And the fact that he pursued me and then the way he's transformed my life is it, just beyond anything I could have ever imagined. Well, um, before we go too much farther, I want to encourage people. Uh, the website is in his image, I-N, in his image dot movie. And you mentioned the beauty of it. it. It really is beautiful. And, of course, the most beautiful thing of all, the most compelling thing are the stories of people finding the Lord. Um, but the camera, just the there are these sweeping shots of the beautiful landscape and the trees. And it, it really, and I, I don't say this, uh, you know, exaggerating, it's a piece of art. And I want to encourage every one of you to go to inhisimage.movie. But, um, Laura, give us a little bit of your story and your, your journey because um, it's a, a joy to see you. You just you radiate with the presence of Jesus. You really do. But tell us about your journey. Yeah, I had, I had grown up in a Christian home, and I'd heard about Jesus all my life. I was in Christian school. I was in Bible drill, doing all the right things, you know, but I didn't know Jesus. Uh, I had, you know, uh, I had a bunch of knowledge, a bunch of head knowledge, but, you know, that wasn't fun after a while. I didn't want to follow God's rules, and I just, and I, I didn't have a very good relationship with my mom, and it, that's for a lot of reasons. I share some of it in the film and in my book, but ultimately, I think very early on, I believed this lie that mom didn't love me, and after that, it was like I had this lens on, and everything got put through that filter. Every little thing, it was like the devil could reinforce, see, she doesn't love you, you know? And so then I rejected the femininity. I decided that I had to become a man. And uh, I was 25, and I started going through all of the, the legal changes. I had took the hormones for almost nine years. I had two major surgeries, and I was absolutely convinced that's who I was. But I knew I was living a lie, and it, I was so angry when I finally realized that no matter what I did to my body, I was never going to be able to really be a man. And, but God began to pursue me. And this, this is where I just get so blown away by God at how it was like this breadcrumb trail. You know, and I, I encourage parents because they didn't realize that God was answering their prayers the whole time. They didn't see the fruit of it for almost nine years. But God was pursuing me the entire time and intervening and revealing himself to me. And when I really gave my life to him and he began to transform my heart and drew me out of that lifestyle. And, you know, he didn't tell me how to fix it all. He didn't say... Um, here's what the rest of your life's going to look like. I would have been scared to death if he told me I'd be speaking at women's conferences and all that stuff, you know, <laughs> and you're going to look so feminine, you know, but he, he just, he took me where I was at. And he basically, he, I had a vision of him getting down on one knee. He reached his hand in the pit I was in and he said, do you trust me? Mm. And he, it was like the disciples when he called, you know, Peter and Andrew on their fishing boat and he just said, come and follow me. And that's all all I knew was I was just going to follow Jesus, but he's radically transformed my life. And that transformation started with people praying. Yeah. That nine years, it wasn't people being silent. Let's not talk about it. It was people that would praying for you and a group of people. And it's, and it's even come into a ministry of praying for prodigals. And wherever that prodigal may be, it may not be transgender. It may not be homosexuality. It could be anything but we're praying. God redeems prodigals, doesn't he, Laura? Absolutely. And I think that has been, it's been so fun to now be a part of this and to see 
people's lives being transformed uh, as we're praying for people. And, uh, you know, my mom started the, the prodigal prayer box at her, um, at her Bible study, and it's grown into now other people are doing this too. And I know just from the, the names in the box that my mom has, I think 17 or 18 have come out of, um, you know, various, all kinds of different lifestyles. Mm. It doesn't matter. I tell people all the time, transgenderism is not the root of the problem. It's the fruit of the problem. And it's the same brokenness that leads to all, the real root of the problem is a, a rejection of God, often because of wounds, because of things they've suffered, because of things that have happened to them. It's, it's, it's pain, all about isn't it? Absolutely. Um, is it fair to say, and, and of course we know there are all these spiritual dynamics, but um, whether it's gender confusion or same-sex attraction, um, is it a means of trying to deal with pain? Yes, absolutely. And in almost every story I know of, there's some kind of wound there. There's some kind of um, self-hatred, rejection of, uh, of who they are, um, trying to cover over pain, um, you know, sexual abuse, physical abuse, neglect, rejection. All these things play into it. And it really is a lot like drugs. It, it masks the pain for a while, but it doesn't ever solve the problem. You know, when I hear that pain, you know, what is painful for one person may just be a little scratch for someone else. Mm. So when we hear some of the stories, we say, how could that person, that minute pain cause such great difficulty and tragedy? You know, it's kind of like beauty. They say it's in the eye of the beholder pain is also felt in the in the feelings of the individual it's it's not just you know oh it's got to be this big a thing or that big a thing it can be very small but it is real and so we're, we're about to come upon a break you're able to stay with us a little longer uh maybe, <laughs> maybe? Okay. okay she'll okay. stay with us a little while and when we come back we we want to one or two more questions is all we need yeah. and, and our guest is laura perry and again, if you want to know more about her, got a book? Yes. What's Transgender it? to Transformed. I love wow. that. Wow. Okay. You know, that's yeah. one of the things of NRB, all these interviews and such. So we've got to pull away for a break. Stay tuned. Exploring the Word is going to come back with Laura Perry and much more. Don't go away. Hey, Siri. Go ahead. Show me some Christian music streaming apps. Okay. Here's what I found under Christian music streaming apps. Hmm, the AFR app. Isn't that talk shows only? It was, until recently. Now the new music streaming option plays music 24-7. Oh, wow. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. Download the AFR app today at AFR.net. You'll hear people in the news, pundits, thinkers, people that will make you really consider the issues from a different perspective. Sandy Rios in the morning. You can also expect some really great talk. We will disagree, we will argue, and we will come to some sort of a conclusion, but all of it sort of pointing toward what God's view of the news is. Start your day informed with Sandy Rios in the morning, weekdays at 7 Central on American Family Radio. They said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. These words were shared between Cleopas and his companion on the seven-mile walk from Jerusalem to Emmaus as Jesus, in resurrected form, used the Hebrew scriptures to reveal himself to them as the Messiah. 
there are at least 109 distinct biblical prophecies the Messiah had to fulfill. The mathematical probability of such a feat occurring is astoundingly absurd, yet that absurdity is satisfied in Jesus, the Messiah. Come, let us adore Him. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner. For more, from Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This is Dr. Stephen Rummage with today's Moving Forward Minute. In Luke 5, 13, we read that a man with leprosy begged Jesus, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Michelle and I once had white carpet installed in our house. That carpet attracted stains like a magnet. We shampooed most of the stains away, but there was one stain that the more we scrubbed, the more it spread. The stain was coming from underneath the carpet, and our carpet cleaner couldn't reach that stain. The stain of sin can't be removed by a simple change in behavior on the outside. Sin is an internal problem that requires an internal solution. The only solution is the blood of Jesus Christ. His blood has the power to wash away every sin. No sin is too ugly to be removed by the blood of Jesus. For more resources, visit movingforwardradio.org. Join me every Sunday morning at 8.30 Central for Moving Forward right here on AFR. Beloved, we are now children of God, and what we will be has not yet been revealed. We know that when Christ appears, we will be like Him, for we will see Him as He is. And everyone who has this hope in Him purifies himself just as Christ is pure. 1 John 3, 2 and 3. American Family Radio. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. Welcome back to Exploring the Word. Bert and Alex with you. We're in Grapevine, Texas. It's north of Dallas-Fort Worth area. And a beautiful, beautiful day here, and we thank God for that. And we're at the NRB, the National Religious Broadcasters Meeting, and we're getting a lot of friends and making new friends, but also meeting some old, older, let me see, Friends that we've had a while longer. I better not say old friends, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, you're on your own. Yeah, I know. And I, I was trying to back out of it. And, uh, Good we, save. Yeah, yeah. Laura Perry is with us. And if you don't know her, she's got a book. And I'm going to ask Alex to say that in a moment. But what I want to share with you, if you want to know her story, you can also look at it in hisimage.movie. And uh, you can hear about her and three others. And Stephen Black and you now are working is it restoration? Yeah. No, it's a First Stone Ministries. First Stone, yeah, that's in it. Oklahoma City. Yeah, we work together now. First Stone Ministries, yeah. and it's a great ministry helping those that have identity issues and bringing them that Christ is the answer. He made amen. them the way He made them, and that's the greatest possibility of all. Oh, amen. Yeah, it, it really all it it's all about Jesus Christ and what He has done. Amen. He He's overcome every. I mean. I never thought I would feel like a girl again, and I'm blown away at what he's done. God bless you. Yeah. Well, I want to say how much I appreciate you just having the, the courage and the obedience to uh, represent the Lord and be a witness, and you're a great one. Uh, the book, Transgender to Transformed, and that's spelled T-O, Transgender to Transformed, is Laura's book, which I would urge you to read. But that's your website, too, isn't it? Yes. Dot com. Right. Transgender to 
transformed. And of course, Laura is one of the contributors to the, the beautiful film, In His Image, produced by the American Family Studios. And um, no, no kidding, folks, it's a piece of art. The film is good. And let me just say this to everybody listening. Maybe you're listening and, you know, there have been people who push back against this film. And maybe you think that this film is, is biased or something. Go to the website, inhisimage.movie. Uh, give it a chance with an open mind. Because I honestly believe the film speaks to the LGBTQ trans issues that are really kind of in our face every day in the news. And these are, these are stories and facts and truth that our nation needs to hear. But, um, Laura, l- let me ask you this. Um, as you um, took the hand of Jesus and you um, are walking with the Lord and you're, you're the person God made you to be, I mean, have you had, for lack of a better word, hate mail or have, have people that disagree with you uh, pushed back on you and been critical? Yeah, I've had some of that, you know, but the Lord has given me such compassion for these people, even in those moments. There's verses in Psalms that talk about, um, paraphrasing a bit here, but, you know, when our enemies come against us and it says he will hide us in his, in the secret of his tabernacle and in his pavilion. And I've just, I, I've, I've been blown away at how, like, God has given me such peace in those moments, even when they do, you know, and just love for them. And I pity them. And I want them to know the freedom I have. And so uh, he's given me such a solid foundation on his word and a, a backbone to not be able to compromise. But I've seen um, some of them have actually come back later. There was this one guy that he was absolutely convinced that God made him trans and it was okay. Um, he came back about 11 months later and the Lord had really set him free. And uh, it was just, it was so cool to see how God, even though he was angry with me and he's telling me I was wrong and I shouldn't speak on these things, um, now he's set free too. You know, the love of God is real. Yeah. And there's not a person who's listening that God does not love right. and desire to have this relationship with. He yeah. really does. Mm-hmm. And Law, I know you have to go, yeah. but I want to thank you for being Amen. with us today. and Give your mom our love. Yeah. Absolutely. And let her know that her program, your program, was one of the most requested yes. programs that we've Praise had God. that people really enjoyed and loved and we appreciate you we oh. look forward to when we can talk again soon and god bless you and thank you for being such a powerful minister for jesus oh thank you so much for having me on I'm, it's a pleasure for me to be here god amen. bless god, god bless, bless you. you sister amen god bless you well you know bert isn't it always a thrill to hear the stories of people that have met the savior it is and uh, listen, Law's story, the first time we got to meet her, I got to meet her, you got to talk with her, Her the radiance in her presence, you could honestly see I know. God I know. had changed her life completely. And that's what God desires to do. You don't have to be a transgender for God to s- change your life. I, I was a 12-year-old fearful kid, and God changed my life, Alex. I mean, you know, how far down the trail of sin do you go? Uh, listen, uh, listen, wherever you are right now, wherever you are right now, and you're listening to this broadcast, wherever you are, God desires to have this relationship with you. He loves you. He cares. He's done everything that is needed in order for you to come to Christ if you will choose to come to him. And, uh, Alex, you know, people are out there hurting and, you know, we were talking to Laura about pain. 
We have some people that are in pain that are listening to us, and they're trying to cover it up with different things in their life. Mm -hmm. And some people would consider that pain mild. Others consider it harsh. It doesn't matter the level of pain. It's just like it doesn't matter the level of, quote, sin that we take into our lives. Jesus Christ's blood washes all the sin away, and he'll restore all the years that the locusts have eaten. That's the scripture that we, we go to and talk about. So God desires that relationship with people, doesn't he? Exactly. And and I want to share this as we, you know, we were talking about the martyrs and people, Todd Nettleton, Voice of the Martyrs, and this incredible book about uh, people around the world that are persecuted. And then uh, Laura Perry and her great story. Here's what uh, the gospel promises to the whole wide world, that God loves you. And whoever you are, you have worth and value and you matter to God. You know, Bert, people share about verbal abuse growing up. Maybe you were told that you were stupid and you were told that you were no good. And maybe maybe you had a, an adult in your life who said, you always mess up. You're such a disappointment to me. Those words that crush our spirit. Listen, believe this because this is truth that God so loved the world that he sent his only son, Jesus. And, and listen, Jesus would have come if, if you had been the only person that had ever lived. Let's say there's n nobody else but you. Jesus, in love, would have come to give his life for you because you matter. And you've got pain. Laura said that so much of what um, the, the gay and transgender community deals with is pain. And, but there are people who are masking all sorts of wounds and pain. Let me tell you, alcohol is not going to heal your pain. Deviant behavior, materialism, spending money, achieving the anger. You're not going to uh, climb to the top of life's pile through anger. What you need, what your heart really seeks is Jesus. I want to throw it back to Bert, but let me just say this. Uh, 1,600 years ago, a man named Augustine said, the heart is restless till it rests in thee. So if you're in pain and you're feeling bad about life, you're, maybe you even kind of feel sorry you even were born. No, the Lord Almighty made you for a purpose. You matter to God. And we often say this, that Jesus is as close by as a prayer. And that's true. If you call on Christ today, he will heal you. He will begin to come into your life. He will save your soul in a blink. And so I would just encourage you to turn to Christ right now because, Bert, his arms are open to receive all who turn to him. Am I right? You are exactly right. And there's our partners in ministry, and their number is 888-NEED-HIM, 888-NEED-HIM. You'll hear their broadcast about a minute's worth. They'll tell you a story about somebody's life has been changed by calling that number, 888-NEED-HIM. And you need to talk to someone. You need to share with something. No somebody, strings attached. No strings attached. They just want you to be right with God. Mm -hmm. uh, we call it being saved, uh, redeemed. There's so many words. But what it is, we're coming into a real relationship with God. And I hear people say, and I've heard, what makes you so sure it's Jesus? You go to Buddha, there's a grave. There, mm -hmm. There's no resurrection. There's no resurrection from Muhammad. But Jesus Christ overcame the two greatest enemies we have sin and death mm -hmm. he lived a life without sin and he overcame death 
and he can overcome all those obstacles that's in your life that's keeping you from saying yes to him. We just got through the book of Acts, and, you know, when Paul would go and he'd preach, there'd be three reactions, Alex. There'd some that would believe, some that said, you know, we're not going to believe, we're walking away, but there'd be a few said, we want to hear a little bit more about this. We're, we're not convinced either way. I want to just tell you, in Jesus Christ, if major on him, uh, try not to major on, quote, denominationalism. Try your best not to, 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 you know, focus on people that you've known. Look at Jesus. Look who he was. Look what he did. Read his word. And if you're looking for somewhere to read and you're in that, you're in that unstable condition, not knowing whether to believe or not, uh, I, I would still say read the book of John. Amen. Alex, you know, we say that for new believers, but I would say somebody that was uh, looking, there's 11 different conversations Jesus has with individuals in the book of John, and John records those. Sometimes it's one-on-one, one-on-eleven, but each one of them is Jesus demonstrating who he is to them. And the Holy Spirit can bring that word alive to a person that's seeking him, can't he? He can. You know, you mentioned the book of John, which we love so much, but John eight thirty six says, if the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. Now, the word for free there is the word eleuthera. And we've got a church, and I know that some of them are listening right now, Nags Head Church out on the Outer Banks. And they've got a mission partnership with eleuthera in the Bahamas. They always go there. But here's the thing, that word, if the Son sets you free, the word for free, eleuthera, means no longer enslaved. Now, here's the thing. Uh, people can be enslaved in a lot of ways. Sometimes we're enslaved to our own attitudes or our own habits or patterns. Jesus, this is not just a myth or anything. No, there is freedom in Jesus. There is just something about a heart, a soul set free. And uh, I just wish we could put it on a billboard on every street in every city that the Lord loves you, and he really, really does. And you, by the way, you're listening to Exploring the Word, and on AFR.net, the website AFR, as in American Family Radio, you can forward this show, you can re-listen, maybe you want to share a link with somebody, download it, and we would encourage you to do that. All the programs are archived, and not only Exploring the Word, but Sandy Rios, Today's Issues, uh, The Hamilton Corner, airing the Addisons, I mean, all of the incredible programming that you hear every day. And you can also listen on your mobile devices. But I, I don't know, I have an idea of the story of Laura Perry. And see, the world right now is saying, look, transgender, there's no turning back. But her story of finding freedom in Jesus, that might be something people would want to share with others. It would be. And again, we want you to do that. And you also go to inhisimage.movie and get her story told there. And it is a great documentary that is well done. As you said, it's very artistic in, in the presentation, beautifully done. The story of others, too, that have been restored through Jesus Christ. And, Alex, I just we, we prayed for the martyrs, you know, those people that are suffering throughout the world. I think we need to pray in love for those that are their identity has been flawed of who God made them. Uh, they've been caught up into an idea that is crooked thinking because God made them the way they are, and because of certain things in their life, that's been distorted. Uh, let's pray for clarity on their part and for those that are struggling to come back 
that they would be brought into that relationship with Christ. Would you lead us in that prayer, brother? Absolutely. Let's join in prayer together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of prayer. And the Bible says that you do all things well. And the Bible says that you can make all things new. And Lord, I pray right now for the Holy Spirit of God to sweep across America. Uh, so much of the world right now is believing things that are false. And Lord, we've got false messages about sexuality and morals. We've got false messages about gender. And Lord, um, this is too much for the church to be able to humanly handle. And Lord, we can, we can preach and we can write articles, but the fact is we need your Holy Spirit to do uh, a, a work of liberation in the lives of people. So dear Jesus, I am praying in your name, and this is for the glory of your name, the salvation of souls. Father God, set free the people with gender confusion. Set free the people that feel like they've got sexual addiction and that is their identity. No, it is not. Our identity is that we were made as children of God. We can come to Jesus and be born again through faith. And our true identity, the person we are, male and female, only two genders, and then we are a born-again child of the Savior. So, Lord Jesus, I pray that the Spirit of God would sweep away the darkness, set free the people that are in bondage, and, Lord, please call our nation not only to Christ the Savior, but call our nation to your truth about what it means to be a human being. Send a revival and help us to be your emissaries of truth. And it's in Jesus' name and for his glory we pray, Lord. Amen. There's two things I'd want to add. One is pray for the family of those that are in this lifestyle. They're hurting many times. The other one, separate the difference in the agenda and the person. Mm -hmm. And that is, you're talking about confusion? That's confused by them. They think because we're standing against the agenda of, I mean, you know, legalizing and making all this uh, activity normal, and we stand against, we're for that person. We want them to know Christ. We want their lives to be changed. Pray for that to happen. Alex, we're going to be back tomorrow. We'll have guests tomorrow. Yeah. You don't want to guest, uh, miss tomorrow. we got a special guest. So continue, please, to pray for the uh, National Religious Broadcasters Convention. Pray for us. Stay tuned to Exploring the Word. Tell somebody about AFR, but most of all, tell everybody about Jesus. <laughs>